All right, good evening, everyone. So in this year, I'd like to bring the discussion over Maris nowadays to its conclusion. And now we'll finally get up to the recent controversy over Maris that erupted in the 2010s about Tavshinayim, Tavshinayim Bays. Now, uh, just as a disclaimer, usually I try to make sure that Rav of the Shir is, uh, you know, Shaklavataria, Halacha, Svarim, Shalasachuvis, and uh, we just try to give some additional background and some additional context. But uh, this particular discussion is not such a uh, involved halachic uh, back and forth, more of a description of the Metzias, a discussion regarding the Metzias, but we, couldn't, we just couldn't cram it into uh, all the other parts, so it's coming as its own uh, separate conclusion. So just to very briefly recap where we're holding, in the previous shiurim we discussed uh, the question, is there a Messiah more than 100, 150 years ago? Uh, we got into uh, an overview of the Makaitis and Chazal about the different colors, Chazal, Rishonim, Shulchanaruch, Achreinim, and then we saw how in the last few hundred years, this discussion over brown, until we got to the point where we are today, and that uh, we see that the Psak, as we're familiar with it now, is fairly recent, the last hundred years or so, it seems. We also got into uh, some more recent discussions in Halacha, those arguing in the last couple of years, last couple of decades, that Dafka, from a historical perspective, from re-examining the words of Chazal, one could argue that uh, Chazal had really expressed their opinion on this question all along. So that's what we discussed. But getting back to the developments from the last few hundred years, so we mentioned that specifically there was someone by the name who was known as the Teplikarov. His name was of Shimshanaran Polonsky. As we said, he uh, moved from Ukraine about 100 years ago, 1922, to Eretz Yisrael, and he had a tremendous, tremendous impact on this whole tchum. For example, if you look, uh, there's a, a magazine that comes out, uh, the newspaper in Israel, Hamavaser Torani. So in Tavshinayin Hay, they printed an interview with a very elderly Rav in Yerushalayim. His name was uh, Rav Levi Rabinowitz. He was born 100 years ago, and he was 94 at the time. And he was one of the remaining people that was still the Kabul Shimosh from the Tepla Kerov. And in fact, he passed away a few months later that year. Uh, so they quote him as saying, among other things, that uh, many of the daily Paiskim nowadays did Shimosh uh, with the Tepla Kerov. And some of the following names you recognize, if the rest that you don't, are actually like Choshava Rabbonim from within Yerushalayim, known to those who hang out in those circles. So the names he says is Rabbi David Jungreis, Rabbi Shalom Eisen, Rabbi Yaman Mendelssohn, Rabbi Yaman Zev Prag, Rabbi Shlomo Zalman Erbach, Bistrol Yaakov Fisher, Rabbi Chanei Chenech Padva, Rabbi Yosef Shalom Yashiv, Rabbi Vadi Yosef, Rabbi Doiv Lazarov, who was Dafka connected to Chabad. And at the time, the Shevet Alevi and Rebchatzko Roth from America, both of whom have also passed away since then. And many other of the G'dayli Rabbanim of the last third, to the extent that we could say the Rav Minyan Ubinyan of G'dayli Merah Rabbi Yisrael in the last Dur are all the Talmidim Bahira of the Tablet Kerov, especially in Hilchus Yeredeo. It's a, it's a family magazine, so they're not allowed to say what they're talking about, but that's what they mean. 
Uh, and he essentially uh, established the, the Psak as it's uh, observed today. So it seems that unlike the Merehera in the United States, who are associated more with the Hungarian Messiah, and it seems are talking a little bit more machmer and strict about the line between red and brown, but it seems that Dafke, the Spitz Talmidim from the Teplika Rav Scheider, it seems, are makel more in Maris that Dafke to the average person would look fairly neite admimus, or maybe even extremely neite admimus. Uh, I've already mentioned that here in America, the person who was famous for being the most makel was Takar of Chatzkoroth. And uh, so it seems that he was re- the local representative of this Yisrael uh, de Gashita. Although here it still seems to be in the minority, unlike there. Although in any given neighborhood, you'll have people that say, oh, you have a, a Shaila, you want a better answer. You know, even the Rabbanan themselves will say, oh, I can't be Matar, you want to go, go to the other Rav. And uh, the local Rav always uh, gets to be the, the star of the, the international joke about Maris. The person gets pulled over by the police, ran a red light, and he says, what are you talking about? It's not red, it's Bordeaux. You know, it's a different color. So uh, depending on the country or the neighborhoods, they say it on the local, you know, whoever they're saying it about, you know, is in that, uh, in that territory. But like I said, it seems like to Israel, the percentages are much higher. Although it seems concentrated among the Eida Haredes, but once you get to the next generation, people that are getting Shimush, you ask, where can I get Shimush? You end up being directed in that direction. And also, many people who ask Shailas, Lavdafka, they belong to that uh, community, but if they live in Yerushalayim, they'll go to the Paisik from the Eida, including many Litvish Yungalites, will, you know, are very likely to ask Shilas by these types of Rabbanim as well. And just to note that Lavdafka, all the people on the list we just said before, Lavdafka, they all are known for following that Shitta in, in this Prat. So, for example, Ravosner, it seems that uh, his followers, Dafka, are trying to suggest it's not like he's a direct Mikabal. So, and there's a sefer that came out in Ravaz after he passed away, Rav Rabbanon. So they describe that sometimes they brought a shayla, a shvera shayla to him, so he would say, Kfima vikibalti from Rabbeisai, it's tar. That was how he was, he seemed to be attributing it to his uh, Rabbeim. But one of his Enoch said, that's true that he was, uh, he got Shemesh from the Temple Karab, but the main Shemesh was Dafka back in Vienna where he came from. There was a Rav there called the Altstadt Rav. And that's where he got the Iker, and he also did Shemesh in, in Preshburg, and whoever the Rav was there. And the Iker was his own experience, and his own Maskanis, his own, they're not, they're not looking to be toiling him in that Messiah. They don't think it's the Kanir, they don't think it's such a Chshivas to say that. And even in Yushalayim, there were other Merayr of Minsburg, of Reisman. Um, one, just one additional point before we move on to the next uh, part, I came across an interesting detail, interesting description in the, a sefer called Shot V'derashta V'chakarta Chelek Vav by someone by the name of Ravar Yehuda Grossman and he's quoted there from a shir that he gave a saying that uh, today there's a big divide among the Paiskim and Maris, you have he's talking from an Israelite perspective, so you have Dayan Fisher, a Tapa Karov or Vayimekel 
he says Rebbe Chaim Pinchas Scharnberg as well, and Rebbe uh, Steif. On the other hand, he says that Rebbe Brownstar for the Knebaisim, also from Yerushalayim, from Eidah Haredes, those circles, was Afka very machmer, and we'll see that his children are mamshech that uh, stance. So he adds his following detail, which is interesting. He says, Rebbeinus and Steif explained that people familiar with Hungarian Jewry know there's Oberland and there's Unterland. Oberland was more Yakish and Unterland was more Polish. So he says, in Oberland, they were well-to-do, they ate well, so people's health was in order, and they didn't have that many problems. So after, uh, once in a while, there was a Shaila, so they were Machmer. Why not? He says, Stavke and Unterland... That's where there was a lot more poverty, and people had different illnesses and weaknesses, so there were many more that created many more shilas. And that's why the Rabbanim and Unterland were the ones who, when we speak about the Messiah of the Hungarians, it comes from those Rabbanim and Unterland seeing that they had more of a problem, so they came up with a clearer system of how to be more. Now, in the last couple of years, with this in mind, the last couple of years, they're starting to hear voices, mainly in the Litvish Oilam, in Eretz Yisrael, that there's something suspicious, there's something wrong with, some of, uh, with how some of these people are paskening. Befrat that the Litvish don't seem to have any direct connection to this type of Messiah in the first place. So, a fellow by the name of Nadav Schnerb uh, started a discussion about this online, Dafka, in 2005, even before the the controversy erupted, and then he uh, put some of this material into a book of his that someone shared with me. He points out, he points to an interesting, uh, not, not a very well-known individual, not a very well-known sefer, but there's a sefer, Darche Dover and Soita, by Rabbi David Castle, um, Rosh Hashiva in Shivas in America, and then in Itri in Yerushalayim. It's printed in Tavshin Nun, and he has this very Sharfa Hakdama, ripping apart the whole uh, firma society, pointing at flaws. And one of the things he attacks is, he says, the whole, the, the, the shimush, the shimush amaris, it's all a chizas It's all a sham. Because uh, we know that everything that's neitel admimus is uh, not tar. Unlike in time of the Gemara, when they were mafchen between different maris, and whoever has basic understanding knows how to look at colors, knows what redness looks like. And today you have these young Rabbanim doing shimush, and they're seeing hundreds, thousands of maris, and uh, the people that gave them the shimush themselves, where's their shimush from? Just going out on a, an attack on what he's, what he's seeing. Uh, Schnurr points out that it seems that uh, this Hagdama was uh, omitted from the future uh, reprintings of the Sefer. Must have gone a little too far, and uh, they got to him, so he took it out. Um, so you see already this person in Tafshanon is giving voice to this claim, to this argument that there's something uh, Um And this ties into the discussion as to you know, how far back does this go anyway, and how long ago were they even asking that many Shah Samaras, which are, which are already issues that we got into previously. And uh, for example, even the Svardim, look at the, the Svardim, says, someone told him that a Paisik Svaradi Yedua Mo'od, very well-known Svardish Paisik, also got a Shimash from the Could be Hitaka means about Yosef, that we mentioned before. So there was no Lamash by the Svardim, there was no such thing in Gansan. In fact, there are Svardish and that suggest that 
was even more angenum and accepted there that the women looked at the Maris themselves and they were maybe takamachmer more and that was it. It wasn't a thing at all to bring uh, Maris to the bottom. He points out as well that as late as 1910, we have a safer Taras Yisrael and Hilchas by Rav in Poland, the Yisrael Yitzhak Yanovsky. In fact, we mentioned him previously as one of the Poiskim who was already paskening Lakula and Bray and Lachal Maisa. He wrote Yeshla Hakul Bekasem, Baamekal Afa Bedikal Achayim Lehipsid. And down in the order there, he writes, the Bizman Azad, the Yesh Kama Chulshus Lenoshim. So for Machmer, Leyuchlu, Latar, Labaylam Kayadus, already in 1910, he was already saying that we need to be Mekel Pashat or else uh, we'll have a problem. So that same Chaber, later in that Simon, Simon Kufleiches, when it comes to the Allah of a woman who asks one Rav and another Rav, which is what we began with, the Shaila of Messiah. So the way he writes it is, she asks the Rav and he's Matam, and she asks another Chacham, he's Matar, you can't be Mekel. Even, uh, yeah. But then he says, he adds, if the, we know that the first Rav is always Machmer in this area, then uh, maybe you could rely on the Mekel. On the first point about listening to the first Rav and not, not listening to the second one, so in Ha'ara, he writes, it seems only, he doesn't, doesn't seem to attribute it to the Beis Shlema, but he seems to essentially take the language of the Beis Shlema that we began with, and he says there's no such thing as a, that he's relying on his uh, uh, tradition, because everything that's These are all the shaynas that are familiar. So he still is putting that in Simon Kuf Peches when he gets to that discussion. So it would seem that he's still describing the reality in his day that it was still no, the difference is that the Beis Shleime in another tshuva we saw was also machmer on brain bechlal. He's machmer on brain, and he said there's no. There's no, there's no Messiah here. The Taras Yisrael, he's, he's saying both things. He's saying, we're not, not going to be machmer, but at the same time, he's saying that there's no in Shemish Mekul Merabai. So that must mean that the uh, Pashtus, you're staying away from if you're slightly reddish Shilas, and he's assuming that you're really just focusing on you know, things that are clearly brown with no redness at all. So now I want to get into the, uh, talk into the controversy from the last couple of years. And the reason why I'm getting into it is not necessarily to start up with uh, what everyone's doing, but it's just important to keep in mind that once you understand where these dinim come from and where these, where the shimush comes from, and if there's a possibility that some people are talking not paskening L'chayr of Yisdarv design, and there is no secret hidden knowledge that, uh, you know, just trust them because they know what they're doing. It's supposed to be obvious. It's supposed to be something that everyone can look at and, and understand and see and agree. So, in light of people raising these concerns, it's important to keep that in mind. And L'chayr, when, when is relying on Amir to make sure that uh, the Marhera is known for paskining reasonably, not in ways that we can't understand, because that's not really a thing. So I have this kunjris. We'll, uh, we'll try to go through it. It's a very uh, pretty hefty kunjris. I printed it out four, uh, four sheets to paper. It's still pretty, uh, pretty hefty. We'll see how much we can uh, get through. I didn't memorize the whole thing. 
Um, now, there's no name on this country, just before we start, there's no name, but from searching around here and there, I found someone slipped, or, you know, re revealed the secret, and not, the name isn't going to mean anything to anybody, the, the, the person who's behind this, his name seems to be Reb Chaim Shachter, Reb Alexander Chaim Shachter, seems to be some kind of Litvish uh, Yungaman, and a disclaimer before we start, that when it comes to campaigns such as these, it's never really possible, especially from far away, to know what's the politics behind it, what's the agenda behind it, who's me nagging me. Um, although Dafka in this country, he goes out of his way over and over again to say that this is not personal, and we're Dafka making sure that we write in as broad strokes as possible, so it shouldn't be con uh, uh, construed as some kind of personal attack. So at least he is going out of his way to pose that way. Um, and we do see that a number of Rabbanim signed on, so maybe that's worth uh, something that's at least worth a little bit of our time. And of course, you don't have to believe everything he says without doing your own research. Uh, it seems there were physical copies of this out there at the time, but at this point, you can find it online and print it out. So you open the country, the first thing you see is a Kol Kaira from Tavshinayan, Sivan Tavshinayan. And it says that when it comes to Psak Bamaras Adamim, there's already a letter that came out, El Samachtes, that there are big mistakes that have become accepted among some of the Maidim that are simply comparing the wrong thing to the wrong thing. And they're being Mater Amara Anaitil Admimos. And we wrote, the Gedalim wrote not to be Samech on them, and that no one should just stand be Mekel in such a severe Chumristic. So, you know, Dover Chumra like this. So, those signed below were asked by the Rabbi Seinugdele Peske Adar to have a special Moshe of Bastin to look into this, the rumors that there are those that are paskening Shalei Ka'alacha and they're essentially being Matir Dam Mamesh, which is the Isser Kardes Rahman al Islam. So, we, we had a Moshe of Bastin, we had Gvius Adius, we looked into it very well. Many younger lights brought real blood on Maris to these Meira and they caught them just being mad to everything. So, uh, with all this information, we have to announce with complete certainty that it's true. We have Meira in Haredi communities that are completely off base and are being matter b'shufi dam gomer, and are being machshel b'isr karas, rechman al-etzla, and shayv l'shamayi, and moi lonu shekachosu b'yameinu, all the l'shayness. We're not here to cast aspersions on the Yiddish shamayim of these people, so the, you know, we done the kapschos of how this came to be, but we can't remain silent, so everyone has to be very careful with which rav they choose, and you can't just blame the rav and say, it's his problem, it's his fault, that's not how it works in Yiddishkeit. And if uh, some people have the misconception that the person, the more a person is Mekel, he must be a bigger expert. The, the biggest expert is Mekel the most. So it's not true. There, those who are being Mekel simply due to their lack of knowledge. And they add, you should not use a Rav who keeps the Maris, who doesn't let you uh, take it back. Obviously, Rabbanim of all persuasions probably don't appreciate the threat of someone going and uh, doing a hit job on them, but that's what these Rabbanim are saying. And then it's signed by a bunch of Rabban. One of them is the Shevet Alevi's son. 
Shammai Kahas Gross, Mendel Fox, could say second tier Rabbanon Paiskim, and then below them you have the big names of Yashiv, of Shmuel Vosner himself, Missing Karelitz, and then below that they have a bunch of Rashi Yeshivas as well, the Chadoyim that signed on. So that was the Kol Kaira that came out on Tafshanayan. Then we have a ton of Haskamas here, they have a letter from Moshe Sternbuch. Uh, if there are those who are matir, cut of la'odim, hadavar pasha to butter, that it's aser. And this was the minig in every generation. I'm joining those who are asering. And Israel uh, Arabach, Rav Yehuda Silman, some of them write more bekitzer, some of them write more barichas, that uh, you have those paskin chamurah, shibah chamurah, schayavik krisas, without any true knowledge. Some are matir dam gomer. So he's joining the Gedele Yisrael. Um, some of them address, reference this country, the country itself, I don't know if I said the name, Tara Kilchosa, that's the name of the country. Not to be confused with Tara Kalacha. Uh, some of them actually address the country, that they're endorsing with the country's message. Um, one big ally of uh, this campaign is Dafka, a Temanirov, Rav Ratzabi who uh, you look the Indian up, you find a lot of material. There's Haskama here, a letter here, and also Shiurim that he gave, and stuff on his website. Um, yeah, more or less, uh, many other Abanim, uh, like I said, second, third tier, that are also joining and agreeing and, and expressing sympathy for this point. You have to avoid certain Abanim, essentially. Another Rav makes a point about how uh, you're not trying to impress anybody, you don't have to give an answer on the spot if you're paskining Shilas. You want to show, oh, you know, Tommy Tar, if you have a Shila, don't be embarrassed to say you need to look into it. They have two letters here from two of uh, Rav Meir Brownstorfer's children, Rav Moshe Brownstorfer and Rav Minasano Brownstorfer. Um, also, tremendous, tremendous arichas here. Um, you have uh, the people that turn the Shemush into the Iker, and uh, we see from Gemara, Yishayinim Achreinim, Shachanayach Neisakeilim, no, sorry, they say that all those, the Gemara, we don't understand, the Shemush is the main thing, I, what about the Gemara, Yishayinim Shachanayach, it's hard to know what they mean, so uh, let's just go with whatever we think, that's how he's describing their school, their point of view, and, uh, he says, he had a case where someone was matir da mamish, and the guy said, yeah, it's taka red, but it's noite lamara broin. He flipped the whole thing around. But if it's noite lamara broin, then it's fine. That's not how it works. Those who say that this is a tradition from 50 years ago, says, I heard from my father, Mayor Brownsdorfer, that he knew, he was familiar with all the maras that they used to be matir, and he said that it's gone way more extreme, way further than it had been originally. And we see from generation to generation, it's just getting more and more extreme, getting worse and worse. Yep, and uh, more in that vein. So now we get to the countries itself. Like I said, there's no name. It's written, I think, in the plural uh, they write it's you know, a number of young elites, no one person in particular. Like I said, there is a name out there, Chaim Shachter. Um, so we're just going to have to. We're going to try to skim through this. 
so he describes how, how did he get into this? What, what was the story? What was the what was the impetus? So he says, "He's a young man. He's a young man. He uh, started doing shimosh by one of these rabbanim that are very mekel things that look red." And okay, so whatever the guy says, he's being vatal daito. He must be. He's trying to learn what's mutter. Um, but then they once took one of the maras that this maira was matir, and they brought it to someone more chashev, and he said, "What do you mean? This is classic damnida." What? So now it's confusing. Why, why is this rav saying this and this rav saying that? What's going on? We asked uh, all the younger light that are doing shimosh, even by the same by the same two people. How could it be? They said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of mesoides. You always had the machmirim and the mekilim. But uh, it didn't seem to make sense. I mean, we know what damnida is. Um, why can't we check? One of them is saying it's classic damnida. We should be able to figure out what classic damnida is. It shouldn't be a debate. Maybe when it comes to things that are extremely, extremely, uh, you know, really on the border, like is there a redness or not, then you could argue. Uh, but if it's this other person saying it's damnidot classy, so how, how is this a disagreement? Uh, at some point, he, got, he met a Rav, one of the Talmudim of Rav Ozner, he asked him, how could it be? And Bechlal, you have one Rav who has five Talmudim, and each, each Rav is paskening slightly, each Talmud paskening slightly differently. One is Mermeka, one is Mermachmer. You can't find a Rav where all his Talmudim paskening exactly the same. So uh, this, this Rav told him that, you know, there's the Beish Shlema, the Beish Shlema says there's no Messiah in Maris. So, what does that mean? That means that Let's say we're, try, we're trying to see what's night allowed in Mimus or not. Yeah, there might be a bit of a, a difference between people. People's eyesight might be slightly different. Um, you know, that could be legitimate. But he encouraged, he said, oh, I see you're on the right path. You're asking the right questions. You're, you know, you're challenging authority. You're asking questions. That's good. Keep, keep asking. Keep looking. Yeah, and as he continued looking, he was hearing people saying, yeah, 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 yo, there's problems. This is a tchum where there's a lot of, a lot of princes. There's people, there's, there's uh, people that are being matterdam. That's what uh, people are saying. Yeah, Viter, he asked different Abanam, is there a Messiah in Maris or not? Quotes from different Abanam that you have the, uh, you have the Beishleimah famously, who was one of the big Paiskim. Doesn't mean you shouldn't learn from Rabbanim. Uh, just like anything, you learn, you're a doctor. You go do uh, you, you do an internship, whatever the term is. You uh, you study uh, and practice uh, under uh, more senior uh, authorities. It's just to get the experience, but it's not that there's some kind of like I said, no, there's no secret knowledge uh, that's being transmitted here. Just they asked Shmuel Vosner himself, who do you learn Maris from? And Shmuel Vosner said, I did a little shimush. But the main thing is my own Havana with special Siata Deshmaya. Okay, so it's getting confusing. What's going on here? Until he found the Rav, Utaka had, he says, he, has, he had it straight, he had the matter straight. And he explained that most blood on, a, on, on an edge turns brown after a few hours, a day. And the main thing you need to learn is how to avoid being matter that. Because if you're being matter that, then you're being matter uh, basic damnida. And that's what you need to learn. And there's no such thing as a messiah. There's no messiah that can change that reality. 
And there's no Messiah that can change the, re- the reality of what red is. Oh, that made the most sense. That shtims of Shulchan Aruch, that shtims of the Mekaitis. But what about all these other Rabbanim? All these other Rabbanim are being matter much, much more. He starts driving back and forth, taking matters from the, this one is Mekel and showing it the ones that are Machmer. And they say, oh, you have to be Machmer. If you're not Machmer, you're being matter Dam Gomer. It's Isuri Kresis. It's hard to believe that there are Rabbanim that don't know that every blood essentially turns into the same color brown. Could it taka be that there are those that are matur damamish? People said, try it. Take, take a woman, as damnidus, without doubt. Take it and uh, test it. Test it for yourself. Take the damnidus. You see it originally. It's bright red. as red as red gets. If we would bring it while it was still wet, there would be no rav would be matur it. Take it, he said, we had a bunch of shingalai, we dipped it, and uh, we watched how as time goes on, the redness starts uh, dissipating. Anytime anyone bleeds, you can see how the, the stain turns brown after a while. So people said, by the way, don't wait more than seven days, because right, no, no one asks a shaila after more than seven days. So uh, finally we made sure we're not waiting that long, seven days, within a day or two. So, he says, when we did that, you know, it still felt a little weird. We're not going to go and do this. We're going to try this on Rabbanim. We're going to dip and then wait and then go to Rabbanim. But uh, at some point, from hearing more and more stories, they decided we have, to, we have to try this. We have to check this out. So, he started going around. And uh, they asked some Rabbanim they trusted. It's like, oh, there's no rough who could be mad or something like this. <coughs> Um, and uh, Bapoel they went to some of those who are known to be Mekillim and uh, and he said yeah 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 it's, it's tired it's, it's not, yeah. so that's when uh, it's when they realized that uh, according to the story that uh, something is, is deeply wrong in this whole Tchum gets into a little bit he says the Gemara talks about Marish uh, and Shtana, right? The Chacham shouldn't say, So some people take that to mean, okay, you know, it's not, nothing to do with Mitzvah, it's nothing to do with reality, whatever the Chacham sees, if it turned brown after three days, and that's what the Chacham sees, then it's fine, and move on. That's not the Pshat in the Gemara at all. Um, the Pshat is over there, that the Mara looks, and Gansan looks yellow, it looks like, uh, so you shouldn't say, oh, maybe when it was wet, maybe it was a totally different color or it was red. Because that's not Matsui, that uh, two, one marriage should change to another. But if all blood always turns the same brown every single time, clearly the Gemara never meant that that color, that shade, is totally fine once you see it two days later. By carrot from there, it's clear that that's the kind of thing that's always Tame. And in fact, there is some redness to it. You just have to acknowledge that and recognize that. But it is true that all blood does lose the deep redness after a while. So when you're going into this tom, this is the, the first fact you need to know, the first thing you need to know. So it's going through different Abanim that they spoke to about this, who agreed with them. 
he spoke to one Rav, he said, yeah, yeah, it's not a problem, been hearing for, for a while already, you have these people that are being matered down, don't know what to do about it. So what's good? It's going to be, he said, he said, one Rav is going to write against this Rav, the other Rav is going to write back, no one's going to know the truth anyway. The only answer would be if a whole bunch of Rabbanim got together. Because one, of the problem, one of the problems is that people are trying to imitate the Taplika Rav. The Taplika Rav, according to what that Rav is saying, Itaka had an ex- extraordinary Havchana and Maris. So he could talk, always tell the difference between dry blood and, and something else. But those following in his footsteps, Lavdaf Gever chapped the, the system, so they're just being mocked or anything that, like we said earlier, almost like the reverse. If they see a slight shade of brown, if it's night to Lebrain, that's essentially uh, the, the whole sheet in a nutshell, which is, of course, not how this works. And if you try confronting them, they say, oh, this is the Messiah of the Tabla Karov, no one to talk to. Spoke to other Rabbanim, yeah, they're, they're, they're depressed, they don't know what to do about it. Skert Meribah de Gal, Okay. Going from Rav to Rav. Etc. Now to the Kol What's the story he's here to explain how the Kol came to be? Because that Kol is tied to this country. It's all part and parcel of one campaign. So he says, this country is actually here to sort of as an explanation, to spell out, to flesh out what the Kulkaira is trying to say. So, he says, well, not that they asked me to write the country in their name, the country is the country and the Kulkaira is the Kulkaira, but the two things are connected. So they went to one of the Gedele Hadar and they were showing, uh, Young Light started uh, going and showing, uh, probably, we assume probably just this guy, uh, these Aiden that he that he was Tevil and Damnida and they were mad to them and he said this is God said if this is not blood what is blood he said he said you know in the Lamed of Shlem Agoran was Matir Amamzer famous controversy that Rebbe waited at the time that was one thing that Rebbe and all Lutvish Gedolim were all on the same uh, the same page. He says, when Shlem Agoran was Matir Amamzer oh everyone's storming it's uh, Raj Gadol. And here you have Chiyuvi uh, Kresis, and uh, no, one, no one wants to say anything. So the only eight is talking to make some kind of basin to get some kind of group together. He says they spoke to Rabbi Yashiv. He, was, he said it's a good idea. He sent one of the Chavriya Bastin in his pl- in, to represent him. And that's how that basin came together that was referenced in the Kolkata. Explains how each one, all, all the different names, how they joined. Um, some said maybe we should go confront those Rabbanim they said there's no point because what, the Yunga Light are going to go to these Rabbanim and scream at them, the Rabbanim don't care what the Yunga Light come and say to them and uh, it's very important to go through with this based in process so uh, he says again, they did the same thing they took fresh Damnida they went, Yunga Light or this younger man went and went to these Rabbanim again, came back Showed the Chavri HaBeistin, HaMayuchad, the results, and uh, they were shocked to see what these people are being matter, until one of them said, you know, we should rise Kriya. Chulu 
Then they uh, so then they started going around to get everyone to sign. Of course, that that's its own. Those are its, their own adventures. I have to go to each goal and get them to sign. But describes how they went through all the all the big names on the Kolkata and got them to sign. One thing he emphasizes is that they were very very careful and very very particular not to make it against anybody specific. He, he alleges that Dafka, somebody who was against the Kolkata, went and. Tricked, the, tricked someone involved in this campaign to tell him, who do you really mean? Who are you really against over here? So he told him a name. So he claims, then that guy went and put out Pashkevillin, Dafka condemning that Rav by name with the calculation that that's going to boomerang and backfire because when it gets personal, then people feel, oh, it's stuck an agenda. So in order for the agenda to work, you have to go without an agenda. It's, it's a bit of a twist over there. Then you say them at more about him after Kolkata came out and how they all were horrified and, terif- and terrified by what they saw. Many, many names. Obviously, most of these names don't say anything to you. Yeah. Describing, you know, some coil somewhere, you know, the Yungalite are storming about this uh, development, right? You can imagine how uh, Yungalites feel. So, uh, someone hung up a sign in a coil somewhere that uh, Yungalite Taka don't know now, who should they go to? So, he, every younger man should do his own test on the Rabbanim. He should uh, take Damnida and uh, then wait a little bit till it turns that brown, and then go and test, and then you'll see uh, whoever's moderate, cross them off the list, whoever's not, you'll know who's good. Uh, so then all the younger light were arguing, you should leave the sign up on the wall, we should not leave the sign up on the wall. Or uh, Hashem, so far we haven't had any uh, fights over signs on the wall. Um, they spoke to Rabbanim, the Rabbanim said, yeah, no, it's Taka right, leave the sign up. One of the things, uh, one of the issues here, which you even hear here in America as well, is that uh, the, the people passing the say, I could tell this is not Damnida, it's, it's something else. Uh, it's a Damaka, it's, it's Bechlal, something else. So, uh, you know, the way, the, it's important to emphasize that Shulchan Aruch says, calls whatever comes out of the mucker down. If you want to say that it's something else that's not from the mucker, you have to prove it. You can't just uh, you can't just come up with a theory. You have to go check, search, find the mucker. Uh, but otherwise, if it comes from the mucker and it's the wrong color, then it's tame. If it comes from the mucker and it's a different color, then it's tar. So sometimes people get all caught up in the, uh, it's not this, it's something else, and uh, especially if uh, he's claiming that often or a lot of the time they're just making it up. They're, you know, this is this, that's that. Gets a bit into the actual Makaitis, right? We know that Zangunuman, that brain is tar, he says, you know, obviously that itself is its own discussion. But Lamazag and brain is tar. But then he said, say, look at all these achreinim. There's a bunch of achreinim nowadays that in their sfarim, they go out of their way to emphasize, by the way, you have to be very careful to learn what the difference is between stam dam, that turned a little brown, and something that's taka brown melchatchila. 
uh, in the Hisafas to those countries as well, they have a lot of pictures of pages from these Sfarim. One of them is Tarak Halacha, Farkash, one of those who emphasize this very uh, strongly in their Sfarim. All right. At one point, it gets into you know apologizing. It's not really appropriate for being a light to come and tell Rabbanim what to do. But then, as Amatziv, if this is truly the case, we're asking that the, the Rabbanim and the Rosh Hashivas and the Rebbe's all get involved and try to make a seder and to clarify who you could trust, who you can't trust. So you heard from one younger man who asked his friend. Um, he knew he goes to one of these people who uh, was caught dozens of times being matu damnida, supposedly, allegedly. He said, no, after this whole thing came out, you stopped going to him. So he said, yeah, I was almost going to stop, but then some of those Rabbanim put out a letter defending themselves. So, oh, these Rabbanim said this, those Rabbanim said that. So you see how tricky and sensitive this, this whole tchum is. Interesting point he makes is people say, okay, no, no, it's probably only a Dirabana, it's not a, it's not a Dam, neither Dirais, it's not Karis. Right? Because it's Dirais, uh, you don't have to be clean, Mechlal. Dirais, you wait seven days and you tie it's all Chumrah Dirav Zayda. She says, first of all, if you look in Shulchan Aruch and Simakov Tzadik Vav, so there's a Machlaikas about Badikas and the Zayin Akiyim, and it says, Ein Lahakul Beisr Karis. I thought we we're talking about Petikas and Zion Akia. Sidre Tarek Taka comments there and says, You see from here that even though it's only Chumadur of Zayda, but when it comes to these halachas, we treat everything like an Isakaris. And he adds, moreover, a lot of the, the Shilas where the Rav wants to go out of, out of his way to be Mekel is Dafka on the last day, mikveh, the day before Mikvah night. And we know, right? You don't want to start all over again. So he says, if the if the Rav makes a mistake on that day, then and it's something Shitaka saw that day, then if he's wrong, then the Taka Nikshal Nisrakaris straight Midaid Isa. Because by by the time you get to the seventh day, you're past eleven days. If you see blood after eleven days, now you're in the Zava territory. Once you're a Zava, so then uh, it's Daraisa again. So Dafka on the last day, the seventh day, Mikvanite, that's Dafka in Deiraisa territory. So when a rob is being Mekel, because it's the seventh day, you also have to keep in mind that in a certain way, in a certain sense, you have to be more uh, careful, because uh, if you want to start making distinctions between levels in, uh, in these halachas. goes on to say we need to come up with ideas, suggestions, how to rectify this whole situation. He's right. Nowadays, there's no oversight over Shimush. person goes to Rav, spends some time there, moves on. Anyone could do whatever they want, essentially. There's no... Uh, maybe he says to create some kind of body of oversight, just like you have in other areas of life. He says he heard a story that it was a from doctor in America called up a Rav that he knew when he heard that this Rav was a matter damnidus, and he said, in my, in my field in medicine, if I was caught making a mistake like that, I'd lose my medical license. So I, I don't understand why uh, you know, no one takes away your rabbinical license. You're just continuing to paskin. 
gets into bechlal, how you know you're starting a machlekes, you're you're causing strife and frictions when it comes to things that taka are as problematic as this. Of course, there are many makayos that say that you have to be fearless and fight. After uh, it goes, it's, it's as people have described this country. It's extremely lengthy and uh, long-winded. It could have been uh, shortened a bit. Uh, lots of stories and anecdotes and uh, stuff in that vein. More Rabbanim who say there is no Messiah, no such thing as a Messiah for being matter things that uh, cannot be uh, mutter. Then there's the whole question of you know, publicizing the names of uh, Rabbanim you shouldn't go to or not. Should you, shouldn't you? All the Cheshbonus of that. I'm not going to get into that right now. We have to wind down over here. I think we'll uh, more or less leave it at that. I think that gives you the, uh, the flavor and the sense. And in the back, you have uh, the Kolshar Mechtavim, more letters from uh, a bunch of Rabbanim, all repeating the idea that there's no such thing as a Messiah to be matter things, that there's no way to be matter, etc., etc., etc. It also has pages from Svarim that emphasize some of the different points. Svarim that emphasize you can't just be matir, blood that turns brown. Svarim that emphasize that there's no messiah that can override the basics. Uh, Svarim that say that you have to trust your eyes. It should make sense. You should be able to look at it and explain and understand why it's mutter, it's tamir tar. And makayas that say that you can't just make up svaris in the veltanai that it's not damnida. You have to, if it's a damaka, you have to prove it, uh, etc. Uh, in conclusion... A few years after this came out, the Sefer came out with the Psakim and Shivas from Obayashiv. So he says, in the last year before Obayashiv passed away, there was this big controversy over Maris. That some were saying that there's some who were being makled too much, and others were saying, no, 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 it's in the top of Karov. And we know Obayashiv was around to, to know uh, what the top of Karov taught. Someone asked Obayashiv, he said, I heard you're against, he was talk, uh, considered to be one of the leaders of this campaign, or at least one of the big names. Uh, so he said, who, who could we ask? So Rabbi Asher answered, he said, we, uh, we looked into, we have a list. We know which Rabbanim are reliable and which ones are not. Which ones are uh, Mater Suri Kresis. Next day, they asked Rabbi Asher again, the Tepla Karov, uh, you also learned by the Tepla Karov. And they say he was Mekel in all these matters. They said he had Kabbalists, that uh, there are types of blood that even though uh, it looks red, but it's not really Damnida. And he says, Liashev said, Vas dreiter akab, vas amahalach, vesach vas, I don't know what you're talking about. Kali adas, kumen and matazayn isrkaris, the tabla karovat kemel nishmatagaven, azel chamaris. In addition, uh, you can look online, there are many, uh, you can look on these forums, the Itzrachachma forum, the Torah forum, they have lengthy, lengthy threads, people discussing these kalkaras uh, and these kontresim, and you can get a lot more of the Torah Shabbat the Raid, and uh, the Yeshivas and the Kailim over uh, these in Yonim. Um, there's an article by Rabbi Mordechai Halprin on the question of color blindness in Maris, which is its own interesting related topic. In the article he mentions that even until today, you have literature Rabbanim that say that you don't have to go for Shemush in order to paskin in Maris. So as Ramesha Feinstein said, you can't paskin without a, some kind of Kabbalah Messiah. They said that there's, not, there's no information, there's no special information. Brown is brown, red is red. You just have to make sure that uh, you know what you're doing. Like we said earlier, like this country said earlier, you still probably want to go and check with a Rav that you trust to make sure that you know what you're doing. But there is Taka, like 
according to some of these Litvish Rabbanim, there's nothing to, to go learn and to go research per se. He dafka wants to use this as a, he has like a shtickle chiddush, he wants to say that l'chair is a problem with colorblind people. Um, which some, by the way, allege is maybe part of the problem with some of these, even in this country, he says, certainly in Abundant, when they got too old, they started being mad to things, and sometimes the family sort of shut down uh, Maris hours when they saw that the uh, person's, uh, even Adam Godel, Adam Chashev, is this shayach anymore. Um, so this Dafka, Mordechai Halper, wants to argue that Halacha was set up in Lechatchil and Anoifen that anybody could paskin. It took into account colorblindness as well. But Pashtos, to make that argument, would make a little more sense if you're going Lafi before Brown was, uh, was Mutter. Before Brown was Mutter, you could make the argument. Oh, yeah, pretty much. The, the, the difference between colors is so stark that uh, even a colorblind person wouldn't have to think that much. But once it gets into this Tchom, if you're talk, uh, sitting there and trying to tell the difference between different shades, so hard to make the case that even a colorblind person should be able to say whatever they want. I think Rabbi Brain, in the end of his Askama, gets into this as well. You have to be uh, aware of the problem. Um, you know, okay, we're already over time. Uh, a few years later, a contrast came out against a Rav in Yerushalayim called Isaac Kahana. So someone decided to make this personal, and they put out a whole contrast against him, against the whole Sefer that he wrote. Sai the Sefer, Sai his Hayra uh, and Yerimaris. We don't have time to get into that. It's also hard to know, again, what the agenda is, who and why. Um, interestingly, someone explained that this, one of uh, Rav Kahana's strange, coolest kaviyachal, is he holds that there's no nidadai raisa, because he holds that he takes the word of Argosha to the extreme conclusion. And if women don't have Argosha, and Argosha is part of nidadai raisa, so if there's no Argosha, so that means that no woman, it's like nidah stopped existing, according to this, which I find very difficult. Most Paiskim do not accept that. But someone was explaining Dafka online somewhere that if you take that Yisai, that could explain all these other kulas. Because once you talk, assume that it's all Taka Mamash to Rabbanan, oh, so then you can start being Mekel and everything. But uh, this country just came out, also Rabbanan, Gdoilim against him, that, uh, to stay away from him, that's its own uh, wrinkle in that controversy. Like I said, the message here is to at least take the Indian more seriously, not just to go with the flow and just assume that whatever anybody says is good or they have special information to take the, the proper uh, you know, the proper seriousness when it comes to something as weighty as this or the channels.